Welcome back to The Grinder, folks. So we are working on a few different features with the podcast and working on a few different things. And it looks like we may have officially have video of the podcast on Spotify, anywhere you listen to us. Hopefully, as long as they support video, you'll be able to see our beautiful mugs and how ugly, ugly we always talk about how ugly we are. So today... I'm going to try and bring you the most value that I absolutely can so that when you guys do see the video of us, you don't run and hide. I think it just, it looks odd every time you put your hands up and you got a wedding ring on. I, I catch myself saying the same thing. Like you look down like, oh shit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, did that, that actually did happen, didn't it? Yeah. The weird thing is, it doesn't feel weird anymore. Well, that's good. I thought oh, wait for sure about that... being married or the ring. The ring. The uh, ring. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, no, being married still feels weird. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it's uh, I thought for sure I was going to have a lot more, a uh, lot more problem with it. So, how long did y'all live together before you got married? Ooh. Um. Moved in together probably four or five years. Oh, geez. Yeah. So Danielle and I, of course, we got married pretty young. We did not live together before we got married. (laughs) So when we got married, we were renting a little house down the street from where I worked at. I was actually renting it from my boss. It was like 990 square feet. And um, it was like built in like 1930s. So the rooms were like really tiny. It was three bedrooms, one bath and a 990 square foot house, three bedrooms. So you can imagine how tight it was. My bedroom suit that I brought from, from my folks house was uh, it was, it was like too big. So literally I would have to sit on the bed to open up the uh, like Chester drawer so I could get my stuff out of it. So like I would literally wake up, like open the drawer and like get my stuff out sitting on the bed. But oh my God, man, like the honeymoon, good solid two weeks. But after that, we had to learn to live together, even though we dated for five years, you know? Yeah. And so Danielle's Italian, super thick, dark hair. Dude, she almost drove me crazy with hair being everywhere. Like it almost drove me insane. There would be like a dead animal in the in the in the tub when when she got out of the shower. The sink always had hair everywhere. The bathroom floor, it drove me insane. But at the same time, I was driving her crazy, right? Because we had never lived together. I never lived with a like a woman on my own. You know what I'm saying? So like yeah. it was just all new. <laughs> and we realized that house was so small. Like I said, it was old. So the windows were like super thin. You could hear everything. But, um, one night we were, we were like going at each other about something and like, we're both just loud people and we weren't having like a knockdown drag out kind of fight. All right. But we were, we were arguing and we were loud because that's just who we are. And we were young. So we were like, 
everything was super offensive in this argument, right? Yeah. So after we finish arguing, we walk out into the, we had a carport and like her dad had been planning to come by like sometime that week to like drop off a cover for a grill. And it was just like laying at the door. So apparently he came up, heard us like yelling at each other and was like, oh shit, just like laid it down and just left. <laughs> he didn't even knock on the door, come in or anything. Oh, it's fun, man. We grew together. We built together. Like, and you know, that's, that's the beauty of it. Like going through all those trials and tribulations, you know, man, it makes it still want to freaking kill each other sometimes. God almighty. But you know, man, that's, it's, it's, it's like, I mean, marriage is a contract, right? Yeah. You know, so businesses too, man, sometimes you, I mean, it still all kind of goes together, right? You you have to just keep after you have to stay persistent through it. I'm not trying to give marriage advice right now. I, I guess I'm just correlating the fact that like, like the way you would think about what you need to do in a marriage, what you're doing in your business, you gotta, man, you gotta, it's like, it's like a jealous lover, man. You gotta give it the attention it needs. Yeah. You gotta take care of it. You gotta be good and faithful to it, or it won't be that to you, you know? So it's like a lot of times when I talk about the insurance industry, I say it's been good to me, but I'm like, I also, I've been really good to it. I gave it what I'm supposed to as well. And it gives it back to me in return, you know? So I don't know where I'm going with that. It's the point I wanted to make. Well, it brings, it brings, it brings into like the quote when, when the quote or when the going gets tough and the tough get going kind Mm -hmm. of thing it brings you back to that mentality of like there's going to be the ups and downs, whether it be in business, whether it's in life, whether it's in a, um, you know, a relationship, whatever it is, like there's always going to be that, that ebb and flow. Yeah. And I think that's where, where it's hugely important that one, there's communication, right. Two, there's understanding. And I have a little bit harder time on the understanding piece, but working on it. And then being able to actually genuinely put in action together to make the outcome that, that needs to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I've, I've been, I've been learning and not just, not just saying what needs to be said, but genuinely listening and then giving it back to the other piece. Um, and saying, look, I hear you. I understand what you're saying let's move forward in, in whatever aspect that we need to move forward in. Um, <clears throat> and sometimes it's not even action. It's just understanding where, where you as a person are different. <clears throat> so, but yeah, that, I think once you kind of get past all that, once you get into, you know, whether your business is growing and the, we'll, we'll take it back to business now that, that we're done talking about relationships, but in business, I find myself very much so running into the imposter syndrome aspect. And the reason I bring that up is it's been talked about twice this week. And usually if if it's been talked about twice uh, in my week, I usually like to try and bring it up in here. So that's um, something I want to talk about. Have you ever, have you ever experienced that? Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's always when I'm doing my best. Yeah. And I think 
that's the subconscious trying to fuck with you, man. I think yeah. that's, that's what they talk about. Like Ed Milet talks about that thermostat. You get too cold, you step it back up to get back to that comfort level. You get too hot and you're dominating. Something tells you, you got to pull back, you know? Yeah. And I think one of the things you go to is that whole imposter syndrome. And it's, it's such bullshit. You know what I mean? It is. It is. It's, it's weird. Self-sabotage. How... <laughs> self-sabotage. That's exactly what it is. And it's, it's a weird concept of, of saying that, hey, you know, I've done all the work. And this is, this is for me, like personally, I've put all the work in. I have no reason not to be confident. I've spent all of my time, literally given up majority of my 20s mm-hmm. to be where I am currently, not including where I'm supposed to be. So if I'm having that feeling now, on whether it be, you know, a listing appointment or, you know, having employees or, or doing this whole piece is like, there's times where you'll run into it and you're saying like, why the fuck are they listening to me? Oh, for sure. Totally. Like, agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you even run into the aspect of, you know, whether you've put this amount of time into something. And then you get to that one event that you've been looking forward to, or, you know, you hit your numbers and you're like, holy shit, if it was, it was this easy all along, why was I stepping in my own way? Mm-hmm. We, we go back to that be humble kind of thing. Right. And like, have you ever met somebody super, super successful that you admire and when For you sure. meet them, they're asking you really good questions and like really curious about your ideas and what you're doing. And they're actually yeah. like picking up ideas from you. Yeah. And you're like, what, what, like, how is that even possible? That's, that's where we need to stay humble, man. You can learn from anybody. You can pick up ideas from anybody. My really good friend, Eddie, he's been in insurance. Uh, probably, I mean, he's probably going on almost 40 years heads and shoulders more successful than me. But man, when I'm talking, I got an idea. He's asking me like these really great questions, even though he's light years ahead of me. Yeah. And I'm thinking about something different than he is. Right. So he'll sit there. If I'm not careful, I'll end up talking the whole time. And he's the guy yeah. I need to be learning from. Right. Because he's sharp that he's humble in that, in the mindset that he can learn all that stuff. So like, that's where we need to stay humble. But like that, that imposter syndrome, man, that's bullshit. Unless you know you're doing like you're sitting there telling people how to make millions and you've never made millions. Yeah, that's a problem. Shut the fuck up. Get to work. Right. Yeah. So, and there's plenty of that bullshit out there. Plenty of it. Right. Yeah. But, you know, I've seen some ads here recently for people because I follow like on social media, I follow some pretty big like insurance related um pages and one has like 30 something thousand people in it well sometimes i'll see an advertisement come through where it's talking about learn how to generate this many leads a month or do this kind of business a month and i'm sitting there looking at it and i go i already i do more than that yeah. and that guy's bold enough to go out there and say hey not only am i good enough to do it i can teach you you can buy my program to do it and i'm doing more than that guy like he's not wrong. I'm wrong for not thinking bigger about what I can actually accomplish and what I can do. That's right. right. So 
I'm with you, dude. But all you're doing is it's just an anchor. It holds you back. That's true. So that's true. And where it's really highlighted is I found inside of jujitsu or like physical activity or, or whatever it might be for, for you is until, until recently, I'll find myself, you know, going against in jujitsu, an, an upper belt. Right. And that's somebody who's put in, you know, eight, 10, 12, 15, 20 years inside of this art and always constantly saying like, oh, I'm not going to be able to beat them or, you know, I don't have a single shot. And as soon as you tell yourself that you're, you're already giving yourself an, an out. Right. And that's where that imposter syndrome comes in. It's like, okay, I'm here, I'm doing it. Um, but I don't like, why, why would I be able to do this? Or why would this person, you know, listen to me or whatever it may be. <clears throat> and then as soon as you kind of take control of that, that action and say, well, look, we're just here. I'm going to give it my best. I'm going to do what I can. And then you happen to just have an upper move and, and you're able to, you know, take the back of somebody or do something where you've never been able to do that before you've now opened up the entire door to where none of that even made sense. And why did it creep in your head? Yeah. Yeah. We got, we got all these stereotypes and how things should be. There's business principles, there's morals. Yeah. Outside of that, man, like, uh, you know, who who cares? Who cares if you're doing it through financial services or real estate or insurance or if it's through, um, you know, some some just like, you know, I mean, I guess my thing is like, I was talking to a friend, I was talking about like what the next phase of life and he's he's almost to that stage. He's, he's starting to like sell out some of his client list and stuff. He's moving to the next stage. And we were talking about it. And I was like, man, I just don't know what I would do. Um, and he was telling me, he's like, you know, what I've realized, it doesn't matter if you're selling insurance or financial services or fucking cookies. If you're killing it at it, like, it's all the same, man. It's, it's yeah. all the same. Like, who cares? Who cares? You know, like, it's all the same principles. Do good business and win. And he's right, you know? Um he's right like do good stuff believe in yourself do it the right way and just get after it stay committed to it understanding that value proposition right and i think that's something that that allows you to when these thoughts do creep in or the you know maybe you're sitting in front of that 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 client for the first time and you've got to close and you know you've got to close Understanding your value proposition and what you bring to the table is more than the dollar amount that's on the other end of that where they have to sign or even in, in business to business. I don't know if you guys do any co-ops, but um, what we do is, you know, it's very agent to agent and a lot of the business that we do and multiple other companies. But when it comes to business to business and we're only paying out, you know, we pay out less than a majority of agencies 
just for the simple fact of we know that what it took to get the listing or it took to get the, the client and we know the value that we bring when it becomes negotiations and all of these other things, I want to be able to hold as much cash and as much liquid as I need to in the event that if we do have to go into a really tough negotiation, I can give up 0.5% if needed, right? Yeah. And then last weekend, we closed on a deal and dude was all butthurt. The other agent was like, so, you know, do you usually just pay out this amount of money for, you know, to a buyer's agent? Or is it just something that you decided to do? And I was like, look, man, it's a value proposition. Dude, he got so butthurt from me explaining the process that it was, it took, I, I had to reconsider. I was like, should we be doing this? Right? That, that imposter syndrome came back up or, or the doubt came back up. And I was like, no, because I know for a fact that if anything would have gone wrong, we would have been the one to solve it. Yeah. No, I think it's good to check, man. Like somebody brings a good valid point to me and it makes me doubt for a second. Okay, let me think about it because I want to reconfirm. I want to be that yeah. confident in, in what I do. You know, I want to deliver a great service. I don't want people to think bad of me. But, you know, when you stay focused on your principles and what you bring to the table, like there's value to that. So yeah. I will tell you right now, I invoice somebody for a lot of money here recently, normally I had a, something come over. It was a subpoena for some documentation on a case that's going on, right? So it was somebody I dealt with, customer. So they were asking me for documentation. So I took the time, I researched, and then I was like, look, you're, you're actually barking up the wrong tree on this. Like you need to be going over here. I have nothing. So I'm happy to send you what I got, but I got nothing. It's just this one thing. Oh, yeah, well, we just do that to everybody. We send this to everybody. Send us what you got. I was looking, fine print says, I can reasonable charge for my time. I was like, my time is valuable. Here's your fucking invoice. I even took yeah. the courtesy to call you and tell you you didn't, I had nothing to even give you. And you said, who gives a shit? Still send me what you got. Okay, that's fine. It's going to cost you, though. I charged them for my time. I charged them for my postage. I charged them for my paper print. I charged them for everything. Here's your fucking bill. The old me would not have done that. But my time's valuable. Yeah. And the more I value my time, the more that other people are going, like there's something to that, right? Yeah. If you yeah. don't think you're special, if, I don't really like the term special. If you don't think you're worth it, why the hell would anybody else ever think that? That's right. That's you right. Know what I mean? And that, that, that flows into every single aspect of your life. Period. Yeah. I mean, not to pick on him, but I mean, like Morgan is a great example. Yeah. You have to schedule time to even talk about something personal. That's how hard he runs. Do you question whether he runs hard? Not a chance. Do you question whether he's like very much on top of his time management stuff? You don't. You want you want some time? Man, it's got to be on the freaking calendar because he's so dialed in during the day. He ain't going to take random phone calls. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Guess what? When I get on the phone with him, I'm to the point. I usually don't BS. I get to the point and I move on with my day. 
the the luxury of being in real estate is majority of the time I'm gonna grab I'm gonna grab Morgan, especially when he's looking at properties and stuff. So mm. I'm like, I'm gonna call Morgan real quick. And yeah. there there are many times where he does not pick up the phone. Yeah. There are many times where he does not pick up the phone. But I will say, like, when I'm on the phone with him, I genuinely feel like, well, I should not be bullshitting right now. Like, I, I should yeah. not be going off on a tangent. I'm just going to go yeah. ahead and say what I got to say. And then he, he, he definitely has made that, that standard there. Yeah, I mean, like, that's how much he values his time. It's not that he doesn't care. It's that he cares that much. That's and right. that is a priority for him. And how can you not respect that? Frankly, I should, I should respect my time like he respects his. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, he's setting a very good example. So no one knows who we're talking about. Nobody's had any experience with him on that. So like, you know, that might be a little, but like, that's how this is a family member that we do this with. We're not talking about a mutual client. We're talking about a family member. Right. So um, that's how structured he is. And I mean, I always pick up good ideas from him on, on the way he, he runs himself and in his business, you know? So, all right, man, I think we've been bouncing all around it here. We give you, we gave you, give you, we give you, we gave you some good ideas. Do yourself a solid, apply some things back to the whole thermostat mentality. Don't sit around and feel like an imposter. Or if you're like, well, that's just the case I do. Then Franklin T that son of a bitch. Anybody, everybody know what Franklin T is, right? You draw a line down the middle, good, bad. You put the good, or the reasons why you think you are, the reasons that validate you're not, which one has more? Yeah. You know, it's that easy of an answer. One, one line down the middle, that's two columns. You put the why it is or why it isn't that way or the good or the bad of the situation and see how it stacks up, then evaluate. I mean, if you're a piece of shit telling lies or acting like you're something way bigger than you are, you might want to check that. For sure. But I will tell you, majority of the people, probably anybody still listening to this podcast, you're good people trying to do good work and make a difference in your life and those around you, just like we are. And as you have good, solid licks, it makes you question whether you deserve it. <laughs> be, be very cautious of that, man. That is poison. And it will bring you down. And why do you not deserve it? Why does anybody deserve it? It's just the way it works. So put in the effort. Let it come to you and soak that shit up and let it make you stronger, more resilient, galvanized to all this stupid stuff that slows you down. If you can win, win even bigger. Just do it the right right. way. Bing, bada, boom. And if you haven't already, go take a look at Origin USA or JockoFuel.com. Go get some merch. Go take a look at what they have. Do a little support on the support side of things. And see if you can't, um, you know, help us out as well by sharing this out to that lovely, lovely spouse of yours. Or maybe, just maybe, send it out to a good friend and see what they'd say. Uh, If you guys have any questions for us, we're always accepting questions. We want to go over topics all the time. And feel free to submit those questions to our email our social medias. You can hit James up on his social. James, what is your social again? Uh, IG is uh, JD Chapman 84. 
JD Chapman 84 and mine's Addison Corbin. Um, on anything you want to find me, just look for this beautiful mug and you'll find me. Um, anything else, James? Nope, that's it. Okay. When the going gets tough, the tough get going, and we're out. Grinder out. <laughs>